Hey, it's Cole. Welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast, where every week we help you bring your creative dreams to life. My name's Cole. My name's Adam. And now we are a duo, a podcast duo. And today we are going to talk about really four big ideas that are things that if we invest time in understanding and implementing into our lives, it will help us uh, not only as artists, but I think in life in general. A lot of it has to do with um, encountering situations in life and coming up with a deeper understanding of how to proceed forward in each of those situations, which is essentially life. And so I'm going to give a quick outline. And as we go, um, we'll have a couple conversations about how this applies to our lives creatively. So I'll just make a bold statement. I think if we find maturity in these four areas, it will probably solve about 85 percent of our problems. So what are those four areas? One, physical health. Two, emotional maturity. Three, rhetoric, which is essentially the ability to listen critically and communicate clearly. And then lastly, game theory, which is not something I've been very familiar with, but over the last few weeks have kind of dived into. And honestly, it is every aspect of our lives. Um, And really what game theory is, is the ability to understand outcomes, understand the possible uh, approaches to solving the problems that lay before us, how our decisions affect the situation, and how the decisions of other people affect the situation. And so I think those four things essentially are foundational for every component of human life and also every component of our lives as artists. I'm going to talk more about it, but Adam, any initial thoughts? Well, it's pretty interesting. Uh, 85% of your problems is, is a lot. So I'm interested to see how you think people can implement that. Okay, so the first component is physical health, which I think out of these four things is probably the thing that we have a little bit of education in. You know, when we're in elementary school, we go to PE and they talk to us about the food pyramid and those kinds of things. And the reason I even include it in this kind of four pillar ideology is that unless we're alive, it doesn't really matter. Like none of the other stuff matters. So there is just the basic idea of being alive. And then also uh, physical fitness and living a healthy life and the things that we eat and being physically active also really does contribute a lot to our quality of life in general. So our serotonin levels, our ability to get up and move and do the things that we want to do. I think all of those things lead to a more happy and fulfilled life in the long term. Yeah, I agree with that. There's also, I've seen a lot of studies lately about how things like gut health and even just what you eat have a huge you know, effect on your mood. And your mood is going to have a huge effect on your creative output. So that does make a lot of sense. All right. The next thing is emotional maturity. And this is something that I've talked on the podcast a lot about. We as artists are people who are at least uh, sensitive to our emotions. But I think for most of us in the general population, we lack the ability to really understand what we're feeling, why we're feeling it, and how to use language to express that. 
So when I talk about emotional maturity, I think that there are kind of four things that we can focus in on. And by the way, we're going to take a week over the next four weeks on each of these things. So we'll talk more about them. Um, so you don't have to understand all of this now. This is just high level overview. So when it comes to emotional health, first of all, there's emotional vocabulary. And I think we all know words like happy and sad. But I think for the most part, a lot of us even lack the vocabulary of our emotional lives. We don't have the words to use. After we understand the vocabulary, there is then attaching those words to the actual things that we're feeling inside. And once we do that, we then have the ability to ask, why do I feel this way? And ultimately, the, the big idea is, what should I do about the way I feel? And clearly, this has implications for everything we do in life, including our creative work. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense too, especially with the way that art requires collaboration a lot of times. And there's the relationship between the artist and the client or someone that commissioned you to do some sort of work. If you're not able to manage the emotional aspect of all of that, you're going to have a really hard time progressing in your career and you're going to have a really hard time making connections and just being a career artist. Yeah, one of the big ideas when it comes to emotional maturity is the ability to approach every circumstance in life from a place of centeredness. So one of the things that I've encountered in a lot of conversations with artists is this, uh, you know, coming to what should I do about X or Y? Should I make this? Should I not make this? A lot of our immobility in our decision making, which we'll talk about in a second about decision making, but a lot of our immobility, our unwillingness to make a decision actually stems from not coming to the work from a place of centeredness. We're coming to the work rather from emotional deficit and hoping that the work will either bring us value uh, in our own self-perception or trying to prove to others that we're valuable in our desire to be loved. Like those are real needs. Those are real human needs. And our ability to navigate that will never be solved by making a bunch of awesome stuff, even if people like it. The only way we can come to our lives and our work and every situation from a place of emotional centeredness is to invest in our own emotional, emotional maturity. So then we go from uh, those two things, physical health, emotional maturity. The third thing is rhetoric. And rhetoric is a thousands-year-old discipline. It's a lot of what Plato was talking about. And basically, it boils down to the ability to listen and process that information accurately uh, and then to communicate clearly. So again, I'm really excited about doing an entire episode on the ability to listen and communicate clearly because it has so many implications on our work uh, and our lives in general. But there is a framework that we can learn through the tool of rhetoric that helps us identify what people are saying, understand how they're communicating and why they're communicating the way they are, and it also reciprocally allows us to understand how we're communicating or what the best communication tools are in any given situation. And lastly, this idea of game theory. Now, this isn't something that I grew up learning about. It wasn't something that I even was really exposed to until about three weeks ago. So let me give you a little bit of background. 
I was watching a TV show. It's called Billions. It was originally on Showtime. It's now available the first three seasons on Amazon Prime. If you're a TV person, highly recommend it. Fantastic TV show. But on the TV show, it's essentially this billionaire hedge fund investor and an attorney general for the state of New York, and not attorney general, a district attorney for the state of New York, who are constantly kind of like in this cat and mouse game. They're all positioning and making decisions and understanding how those decisions help them achieve the things that they want to achieve or keep them out of trouble or whatever it might be. And in the TV show, they actually talk a lot about the tenets of game theory. So it's a practical expression of kind of making decisions and how positioning yourself in any situation will help you achieve specific outcomes. But they also use some of the language. So it made me really interested in this idea of game theory. So Yale University actually made an entire course on game theory available online. It's 24 one-hour sessions. It's literally their entire semester of one of their game theory classes. And I've been listening to that. And as I'm listening to it, I'm thinking to myself, why isn't this something that all of us understand from the time we're six years old? Because it literally is what all of us are doing all day, every day, which is approaching a situation, understanding what our options are, having a framework for making the best decision, and then understanding how those decisions are going to result in specific outcomes. And it goes back to the example I gave before when talking about emotional maturity. This idea of approaching an opportunity as an artist or saying or believing that you want to write a new album or you know make a switch in your career or whatever it might be. And a lot of times we as artists find ourselves immobilized. And the root of that is emotional, but it's also coupled with this idea of game theory. Imagine being able to approach all the situations in your life and been given the tools to evaluate, okay, what are my options here? Why should I make a particular choice? And what will the outcome of those choices be? It sounds really intuitive because we do it all day, every day. But we are really, honestly, quite ignorant when it comes to being set up with the right tools to make great decisions. So, Cole, this sounds like a lot of high-level kind of metaphysical stuff here we've got going on. But how would you say that this has to do with art? Like, what does this have to do with being an artist specifically? Honestly, I think a lot of the things that I, a lot of the value that I've seen in my own life and learning about these four things has been really significant and help me helping me achieve my creative goals. So when it comes to earlier on in my life, like I I loved making like stories like this, like audio-based stories, like narrative radio storytelling. I loved music, I loved writing. Um, there were all of these things that I want want and wanted to do in my life, but I knew that I was going to have to make some decisions. And it wasn't a decision of one good thing and a bunch of bad things. It was actually a lot of really great things, and I just didn't know what to do, and I didn't know the implications of all of it. And I think we as artists encounter realities like that all the time, where we want to do something or we have an idea for something, and we just don't know what to do next. And over the last 15 years since struggling with what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to pull out of all of these things that I really love? Um, I've just kind of stumbled upon these four things in particular. And if I were to approach that same problem today, I would have a very different way of going about doing it. 
when I encountered that dilemma 15 years ago, for me, it was, okay, I'm just going to choose something. I don't know why, and I don't know what it's going to do. But now I think I would have much better tools to approach and do have much better tools to approach the most significant decisions of my life with clarity and calm. And I think if there's one thing that's a distraction for us as artists, it's the emotional turmoil of not knowing what to do, where to go, what to make, how to make it, like all of these questions that we're constantly facing. Yeah, I think I agree with that. And I'm interested to see over the next four episodes how we can tie that all into practical solutions for people who make art and who are trying to make art their career. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. As always, it's great to spend time with you. And we will see you over the next four weeks as we talk about these things and how integrating them into our lives will radically transform not only our lives, but our creativity. See ya. See you there.